Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host and so grateful that you're joining me on Heavenly Wit Monday. So for those of you who do not know, Heavenly Wit Monday started from a book I released back in March of 2020 titled Heavenly Wit, Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of Battlefields. This show is to simply point you to the Father so that when you see the Father God through the lens, the perfect lens of Jesus, who is the only way, because he's the only way we can see the Father properly, by the Spirit of the living God who gives us breath and life to see with completely different perspective, not just with great perspective, not just with an optimistic attitude, but with the heart of the Father. Everything changes to where you begin to see even the hardest moments as opportunities to see God and what He wants to do in that moment and in that place and in that space. So on today's show, I'm going to be highlighting Psalm 34.5. That's what's coming up next. For those of you who are following me on either my TikTok or my Instagram, you are probably noticing how I have been back at it with my prayer tree doodles. And Yesterday, I was thinking about my favorite flower, which is the sunflower. And there are a number of reasons why I love the sunflower, just because of its vibrant color, the seeds within the actual flower. And um, I was born in Kansas, so that is the state flower, just in case you didn't know that. So anyway, I was thinking as I was drawing this, the sunflower, how it is said that their heads follow the sun. And I was thinking about the correlation of the son of God. And when we are fixed on Jesus, Psalm 34, five really just like comes to life. If you want to say it like that. It says, those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces are never covered in shame. Let's stop right there. If you go backwards, you realize that there are things in this life that could cause shame to come upon us. But when we are looking to him in the midst of what could cause shame, We are radiant with joy because our fix and our gaze is on him. Our face follows the sun. So it leads me to being a follower of Christ. I used to think being a follower of Christ was something that was heinous and hard and difficult. And it is in so many ways without doing it with him. If we try to do it in our own strength and we try to strive, trying to prove to God why we should be his child, we're going to be exhausted. And I'm telling you, we're going to give up and we're going to walk away from God. But 
when we begin to see that we can't change ourselves. But what can happen is when we look to him, our hearts become transformed. And when our hearts become transformed, then the things that we've dealt with begin to fall off. And the behaviors that we've tried to change on our own strength begin to follow because our hearts are being transformed into the likeness of Christ. For instance, have you ever tried to change your behavior by being a better person, hoping that your heart becomes better in the process? Well, that's all backwards, okay? When we try to change our behavior, what we're actually doing is we're training ourselves to be an actor. And Greek, in the Greek, and I can't remember where it is, you'll have to look it up, but the word hypocrites, I think is what it was, was um, it was like a mask. And the, the word hypocrite comes from the word an actor. So here we have a bunch of people including myself, who have become actors trying to behave a a certain way as the law said we should behave by being good to people, by, you know, doing all the good things, right? But our hearts are far from it. So when we begin to have a relationship with Christ, who points us to the Father, See, Christ doesn't point to himself. Jesus Christ, look at the book of John. He constantly gives credit to the Father over and over and over again. When he points to the Father, he said, listen, this is the only way you can be transformed is by looking to the Father. He will transform your heart because you will be in awe of his goodness. You will be in awe of his greatness. You won't be able to go to the same way of living the more you find out who he is. That's why it's dangerous to constantly be doing these, I am, I am beautiful. I am a daughter of the king. I am, I am, I am. That's great. Those are great affirmations. However, the I am affirmations belong to the great I am. So when you begin to praise God, when I begin to praise God and tell him who he is, that's when I find out who I am. Because he is my father, I know I'm his daughter because it always starts with him. So now when I say I'm a daughter of the king, I first say, Father, thank you that you are my father so that I know I'm a daughter of the king. See, it begins with him at every given moment. And and here is what's amazing. And I want to go here because I believe this is like a now word for a lot of people. Um, There is a situation where you know, and I, I shared it a few weeks ago about our daughter's car being stolen. And some people really question, like, how could you just pray for that guy and, and, and just be okay? And it's like, no, 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 no. See, this is what's cool about God is God says, I want you to look at me because I'm going to show you how to do this my way. You are going to pray for him, but not in the way you think you should pray. You're going to pray and agree with my heart. The only way you can agree with my heart is by you getting to know who I am. 
Not you getting to know who you are. You'll find out about that when you find out who I am. When you find out who I am and how I want justice to be served, it's not just justice on your behalf, but it's my justice on his behalf motivated by my love. Okay, so that's that's one part. Secondly, am I saying I want him scot-free because the love of God? Absolutely not. See, what my prayer is from the Father is you pray, Teresa, for his deliverance from me to deliver him into myself. And until that day happens, I'm praying that he is put away so that he can no longer harm others. But do you see where my heart and my prayer is not about, oh, I can't, I hope he pays for everything he's done to our family. I pray that he gets it. I pray that, see, now if I go at that and try and press charges against him from that motivation, then my heart is absolutely wrong, even if it's a rightfully so. But when I go at it with the father's heart, I'm actually going to even be going to the police officers and saying, listen, we know he's a criminal by trade, but that's not who he really is. But until that time that he changed, that his life has changed, what's the process that needs to happen in doing so? It's twofold. Number one, you get to be a witness and testimony of your heart from the father over this person, that it's not about you wanting him to go behind bars because you have vengeance and you want to make sure he pays. It's you want to make sure that as he's going into jail, you're praying for his deliverance to be set free to become who he was always meant to be, which is a son of the most high God. And in the process that he's put away until God says he can be freed, but no one can free him in Jesus' name until he is set free by Jesus. And until that time, he's got to go through the process. And it's, so how are we doing things? Like what is our motivation behind wanting justice? Because wanting justice with the rightfully so, can still be wrong. Because we have to see those people as though they are being trafficked by darkness. And if we knew someone was being trafficked and we could save them and rescue them, would we just put our hands on our hips and be like, how dare you? How dare you be held hostage? No, we would do everything in our power to make sure, God, please set them free. And that's what it means to pray for them, to pray for our enemies, to pray for those that hurt us, is that we stand as advocates as Jesus stands as an advocate for us and says, God, free them, free them, Lord, that they would no longer be used by the demonic. They are being tormented and they don't even know it. They're confused. They don't know what is up and what is down. They're so deceived by the greatest deceiver as the greatest deceiver himself has deceived himself that he doesn't even know which way is up or which way is down. 
the author and the finisher of our faith is Almighty God. And the only way our lives will see change for the better is not because of our doing, but because when we look to Him, we will be radiant with joy. Our faces never covered in shame. Let's go after God today. Let's go after God every moment of the day, no matter how small the situation may seem or how big. Go to Him. Say, Father, I, I commit this moment to you. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't even know how, what I'm going to say. But God, I give it to you. And Lord, when it's over, I'm going to give you all the glory. When we finally do this with God, what could happen? When you have nothing to think that you can praise God about, Look at the heavens. The heavens don't want to be praised. The heavens are saying, I declare the glory of God. Now will you. When you walk by a tree full of flowers, it isn't just to walk by and say, oh yeah, there they are. It's to walk by and smell them. That you can be reminded even in the fragrance. Oh, creation is reminding me to look to you, Father. For when I look to you, I am radiant with joy. My face will never be covered in shame. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann on this Heavenly Wit Monday. Remember this, that you get to see your battlefields today as now a mission field to see what God has already done, that he's gone before you, he is fighting for you, and now he wants you to join him to see what you get to be a part of with him. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if you were encouraged today to look to the Father and to focus on him and to go to him, will you share this with your friends and your family and even on your social media. I really appreciate it. God bless you.